that my dear friend Peter Perkins is singing about in that song, Better Late Than Never. Man, we are broadcasting from the super cool DRS-8TL studio right here in Roswell, Georgia. The host with the most, the executive producer, the owner of the studio, and the man that makes all the technology happen. I don't know how he does it. Why he gums wouldn't be a ride the vibe without him. And I am really just super stoked to have Yes Trespassing Hailing from the legendary Muscle Shoals, Alabama, y'all. There's some deep history there. Uh, swampers, etc. This four-piece rock outfit is adding new flavors to the Muscle Shoals sound. How cool is that? And blowing the minds across the Southeast. I know they're, they've blown the mind of this uh, last DJ. Trey Nichols, lead guitar, or excuse me, lead vocals and guitar uh, in the studio over there in Muscle Shoals. Jonathan McKay, bass and vocals. Dylan Johnson on the skins and Emmett Redding also in the studio over there. Guitar and vocals make up Yes Trespassing. Trey and Emmett, welcome to the vibe. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Oh, gosh. Our minds. We like that. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, uh, for your fans that are growing in leaps and bounds, y'all. Uh, the way, and they may not be familiar with the uh, Ride the Vibe format, the way we roll this out is we do what I, I like to call an old-fashioned music listening party, where we encourage the listeners to sit back in a comfortable environment of their choosing. Right now, man, with the heat going on here in the South, uh, even on a raft on the river, that'd probably be a good choice, and get a beverage get of their choice. Of sweet tea. Yeah, sweet, sweet tea. That's a good yeah. beverage choice. Here in the studio, we are featuring a uh, product sponsor, product placement sponsor that uh, we've been enjoying for quite some time now, Drinkmate. They're an innovative company out of Michigan, and they're the Carbonate Anything Drink Maker. So you can take, if you want to get yourself off that uh, evil uh, sugared, sweetened sugared beverages that are uh, killing us out there, uh, get yourself a Drinkmate uh, unit, and you can carbonate anything, which which is pretty cool. So we're featuring that in the studio and I hope uh, you guys in Muscle Shoals are enjoying a, a cold beverage to keep things good. Right on, right on. <laughs> I love it. So we're gonna, we got the beverages going and then we're gonna play five songs off your recently released EP, When the Light is Gone. That was released in July, July 3rd of the, this year. We're going to play five songs, but we're only playing just a couple minutes of those songs because we want folks to go out and buy the EP. And Trey, tell them where they can get that EP so you can make some money as opposed to the Spotify, uh, you know, 0.0032 cents you get per play. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, right now our our main platform unfortunately is uh, 
is uh, streaming. Okay. Uh, we've toyed with the idea of a limited CD run just yeah. because, you know, a lot of people these days, especially our age, unfortunately, aren't going out I and know. buying physical copies since they can get, yeah. uh, they can just stream it for free. Yeah. But we, uh, we're toying with the idea of, uh, of making a limited run of CDs, seeing how that, seeing how that does. And then yeah. maybe just have CDs with us at all of our shows. But right now, you know, we're on all the streaming okay. platforms. We're yeah. on your Spotify, on your Apple music. You can buy it on iTunes. I think it's a uh, $5 okay. to buy the whole EP on iTunes. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah. YouTube music has been pretty hot. Yeah. Some of our, our peers. So what does it say it again, Emmett? We're checking it out. YouTube music. Ah, good. Okay. Yep. Yeah, another streamer. It's on there. It's on iHeartRadio. Um, oh. It even, uh, I think it's even on Napster. I didn't oh. know that Napster was still around. But hey, wait a minute! You're talking to a dude who uses <laughs> Napster. <laughs> wow! But oh, really? It, yes. But back in the day, when I first subscribed about 12 years ago, it was Rhapsody, and Napster was in there all all their legal problems. And then somehow they uh, resurfaced and they bought Rhapsody. So yeah, that's the that's my platform wow. of choice. But I pay money. I pay a subscription. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> so we're, we're going to queue up some music. And so I think we ought to do that, Waheed and uh, Trey and, and Emmett. Let's queue up uh, Angelica off of your uh, When the Light is Let's Gone. Let's rock out, y'all. Yeah. And then we'll come back and chat. Michael Litton, the last DJ, getting his mind blown by, yes, trespassing. Who the heck is Angelica? <laughs> that's, a, that's a wonderful question. Angelica is a kind of a, um, I don't know if I'm using this word correctly, but an amalgamation of uh. a lot of different types of women. <laughs> um, you know, Scott Pilgrim versus the world likes to say the... <laughs> Uh, the evil exes. Ah, yes. Those evil exes. Just I think those... we've all had a couple. And I'm sure the ladies oh, have yeah. had a couple too. So some of the ladies out there write a song 
<laughs> with a man's title in it. <laughs> yeah, maybe call it Angelo. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Trey. I wasn't quick enough to think of that. <laughs> Angelo Angelica could be the... <laughs> That's awesome. So, so Trey, talk about... Um, you were... The last we chatted, really, uh, you were on Ride the Vibe with Jerry Foster. That's hard to believe. It was all the way back in December, December 8th, uh, 2020. Talk a little bit about your uh, time with the Florence uh, Florence Academy of Fine Arts there in uh, Muscle Shoals. Yeah. Um, so funny, funny thing. Actually, Emmett was in that same program as I, uh, as I was. I, love it. I think we actually shouted him out okay. um, a little bit. He is on the Something in the Water yeah. uh, record as well, I playing guitar it. in a lot of the tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's been a, a beast of a player for a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Um, but... But yeah, we were in that program together. Okay. Um, and uh, it was it was really wonderful. Yeah. Growing up in a you know in a high school, growing up you know surrounded by other musicians, um, and we and got just getting a very to learn. rare chance to get some hands-on studio experience yeah. and just being around that environment early on inside of our school curriculum, yeah. which definitely I think went a long way towards making us who we are now. Yeah, I love that. Well, and as guitarists, you can appreciate the fact that uh, today is Mike Bloomfield's birthday, uh, born uh, wow, in 1943. Yeah, and uh, for the fans of Ride the Vibe, if you don't know who Mike Bloomfield is, I can forgive you because he died way too young. He was, uh, I believe, 37 when he passed, but uh, legendary uh, guitarist out of the Chicago area who uh, cut his chops with the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. So you had Paul Butterfield on the harp, Mike on the searing hot guitar, and then uh, Elvin Bishop uh, also learning the learning the guitar in that band. So definitely want to check it out if you don't know uh, the blues history there. So um, you guys had the opportunity to play with some cool cats that came through uh, with Jerry, bringing them to, you know, do that something in the water CD. Talk about, you know, maybe one of your owner, each one of your faves that really, you know, maybe taught you a life lesson or that you learned something significant from. Man, uh, I just remember um, when we did Tell Mama with Kaz Hawkins, yeah. I was a freshman that year and yeah. I had never really been in a, like a s actual session setting when I was playing. You know, I grew up in studios in Muscle Shoals uh, with my dad being a, a musician as well, but I'd never really been a part. And we're going to talk about that too, Trey. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but I'd never really been a part of a, a session where I was, you know, one of the players. And and I remember we were supposed to get the, the charts for it a few days before and it ended up, we got the charts about 45 minutes before Kaz pulled up to the studio. Oh, so I was scrambling. We were all scrambling. Yeah. And I remember we were so nervous. She came in and we were like, well, we hope this goes well. And uh, we did <laughs> a couple. Loved it. Oh, yeah. We yeah. did a couple. Fantastic. We did a couple warm up you know, takes a 10, 15 seconds here. Yeah. And then the first, the first take that we did all the way through is the one that you hear. Wow. Um, we just, I mean, it, we kind of just locked in. We're like, all right, we're on the ride. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. And, and we finished through and it just ended up being really awesome. And you all, you both were freshmen at that time. Oh, it was Tom. So I was a freshman. Uh, Emmett's actually a year older than ah, I am. So okay. he was a sophomore. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I just can't believe I was playing on a session in high school as a sophomore yeah. in high school like that's that's amazing yeah what an experience to have what was the 
What was the professional lesson, perhaps, that you, the takeaway, if you would, from working with someone of Kaz's uh, caliber or any play, of the rest? Say play that. less and not play more. Ah, yeah, yeah. Play, play as needed. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and fill in space where it really counts yeah. and not try to try to show yourself off when yeah. you're playing for somebody else's song. That yeah. was a, a key part of that for sure. I love it. That's great advice and something to uh, learn at a young age that you carry with you. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also how to how to read a chart is a good oh, yeah. skill that we were <laughs> Necessary. Definitely, definitely yeah. working on back then. Um, Trey, how about you? That, how about like, you? What, what you um, for me, it was more like, you know, music... Yes, you're supposed to prepare for things, but also a lot of the times it's in the moments where you feel the least prepared, where the, the most special things happen. It's mm. the, the off the cuff, yeah. the, the, the sporadic, the spontaneous yeah. um, things that, that happen in music that you often cherish more than, oh, I crammed, I, yeah. I, I practiced for, for four <laughs> days straight for this record and I played it exactly the way it was originally played and yeah. all that. It's like, no, you took some creative liberties because you were kind of, you know, yeah. just trying things out. And that's really what music is about. Having is, to improvise a little bit. I love that's it. That's where the emotion really comes through. Yeah, there, and there's something prophetic about that with the title of that work, which uh, folks need to uh, definitely check out. Something in the Water, Florence Fi uh, Academy of Fine Arts. And you have a, a history there in Muscle Shoals of that sort of thing happening. And I'm thinking about, uh, you know, the uh, iconic story of Dwayne Allman suggesting to Wilson Pickett that he do uh, Hey Jude. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, yeah. Re and the rest the is kind of history, right as they there. say. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I love that song off that EP. The EP is When the Light is Gone, and they can get it on all the streaming platforms. I like the idea of... Uh, Getting some CDs produced if you guys can swing it, because I think uh, at your shows, that's a good little thing for, you know, uh, those of us that are a little wiser. We like those CDs, you know, <laughs> and we'll put out <laughs> some money for them, too. hold on to. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and Burnham, I, I can't think of a, a show that I, I've gone to where I haven't, uh, haven't purchased a CD if the artist had them just, you know, as a way to you know, give, show the love. Well, let's queue up if we could ours. Again, uh, another song off When the Light is Gone. Why eat if we could?
y'all are back on the vibe. We're having a great conversation with Trey Nichols, lead vocals and guitar, and Emmett Redding, guitar and vocals, with the band Yes, Trespassing Hours. Talk about that song, y'all. Man, um, such a fun song. To yeah. Play. Oh, yeah. One of my, not even a guitar solo in there, and it's so much fun. <laughs> Just pure, raw energy. Yeah. Yeah, It's and it's one of those things, like, I remember when I wrote that riff, um... I was actually, I wrote that the, my junior year in high school. So it was uh, almost three years ago, I wow. guess. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy that that was almost three years ago. But uh, I wrote that in time when um, I was talking about this, actually, uh, we went and did a an interview at our local radio station earlier. I was talking to them about this same song because yeah. someone asked me about the lyrics in it. And um, one of the lyrics is, um, the, or the chorus is, you know, oh, sometimes I want to run into the past. Right. The minute hand has proven that the hours never last. And mm-hmm. that, that really speaks about the, the time in your life as a, you know, as a, you know, as a adolescent kind of right. almost an adult, but like you feel like it's been, you know, a hundred years since you were a little kid, yeah. you know, like you can't, you can't really, you don't really have all your memories as a kid, but also, um, you know, you feel like it's, you know, so long mm-hmm. until you're an adult. Like time has gone by so fast so far, but also it feels like you've got forever to go until you're your own person. Um, and it's just this weird sense of time. Uh, and that's really what that song is about. Hours. Yeah. Now, what about the lyric? I, I found it a bit incongruent, you know, get out of the small town, having uh, grown up in Muscle Shoals. Talk about that lyric, Trey. Yeah, um, that's actually a funny thing because I've played that live and somebody was like, "Yeah, man, why'd you why'd you say that about yeah, right. town?" And it was, <laughs> and and it's not even that because like if anybody anybody that knows me will tell you like I I love this town like yeah. I'm one of those people like even through high school you know I I really love this town yeah. but you know every every kid in high school wants to get out you right know, of course wants to get out of and course. do their own thing yeah. and so that lyric get me out of this small town and into the already known basically yeah. says like. I'm ready to I'm ready to go do my sure. own thing, but also the into the already known thing is really about like people always say that like oh I'm going out into the unknown once they leave high school, but really it's just like man you're just going to college yeah. or like you're going to a trade school like that's not really everybody does that you know you're right. not really doing anything that anybody else has you know done uh, every everybody kind of does one of you know three things they either find something that they want to do from from right on out. Right. They go to college to figure out what they want to do or of they course. go to trade school because they're pursuing something that they know they're already good at. And to think of that as an unknown is just, kind of, it just kind of struck me as funny, like yeah. out into the unknown where there's thousands of other people, you know, trying to do the same mm-hmm. thing. So talk, if each one of you touch on, so growing up in, in this legendary Muscle Shoals, talk about a story that really resonates with you about the, you know, the, the fact that there is something in the water. I mean, I, I think that's pretty undeniable. For me, um, man, there's, there's a lot of times as a kid where like, I didn't realize what was going on because I was a kid, but yeah. like, looking back on those memories, I, I realized how special it was. And for me, it was kind of funny. Just like for me, my, my fondest memory of, you know, being surrounded by Muscle Shoals music was playing hide and seek 
with Rick Hall's grandson in uh, his office and him like <laughs> him like being like, y'all get out of here. You're yeah. gonna break something like, <laughs> like that. That is what I cherish the most. Yeah. Just like getting the real Rick Hall. Like those darn kids get out of my office. Yeah, you know, right, like right. you're gonna mess something up. But that's really what it was. Like Muscle Shoals was my playground as yeah. a kid. And this was the his, you said my, it was his his son? His, his grandson. grandson. So his grandson. son, Rodney, his yeah. son, Rodney works, still works at Fame and, and runs Fame. Wow, um, okay. And his, Rodney's son, Jackson, we were great friends yeah. growing up, Jackson Hall. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we played hide and seek and ran around the studio yeah. and got into all sorts of trouble, but that, that's my favorite. I love it. Story. Now, has Jackson uh, stayed in the biz like his, his daddy and his grandfather or not? Yeah, he does a good amount of work at Fame, okay. kind of more you know, helping load gear around and yeah. stuff, but he definitely has a deep love for the Muscle Shoals music. I love it. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly if he is planted in, uh, you know, I don't know if he really does much music himself, but yeah. he, he definitely is around the studio a lot. I love it. And uh, Emmett, how about uh, one of your favorites, favorite memories of? I grew up around the scene. Right, More right. less so inside the okay. scene yeah. as Trey. Um, so for me, it was more what I felt naturally, like you said, something in the water. Mm -hmm. like I, I can go out on any given night and just literally sit at McFarland Park on the lake mm -hmm. with a guitar and mm -hmm. nobody will bother me. And yeah. you can really feel that that energy just mm -hmm. sort of resonating. And it took me a long time to understand. I thought it was the yeah. most like corny kind of thing. <laughs> right, it's like, right. oh, it's something in the water. Right, right. But when you actually experience it, experience it yeah. personally, it's undeniable. Yeah. And it's definitely something in the water, in the air. In now the do you take your- uh, And in the people. Do you take your guitar out to that point and play? All the time. Yeah. I do the same. Yeah. yeah both just sit, there's a bunch of, and it's right on the river. McFarland Park is right on yeah. the river. Yeah. So, and they've got a bunch of concrete picnic tables. And I, a lot of the times I'll just take my guitar and yeah. sit up there with a the notebook and, and play by the river. Yeah. And, uh, and I. McFarland I've, Park. And then there's Riverfront Park facing McFarland Park. Ah, so you go to side, either. Which is where Cypress Moon Studios yeah. is located. But since I just yeah, watched. So I, uh, I like to spend a lot of time there. I love that. I just watched a brilliant uh, documentary on Paul Butterfield. We talked about Mike Bloomfield earlier. And he would take his harp out to a point uh, in Chicago and just play for hours and hours and hours and hours, which of course is why he got to be so brilliant. Well, I think we ought to tee up moving on off this uh, brilliant uh, EP, When the Light is Gone. I'm
the vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, moving on from moving on. Love that song off of When the Light is Gone. And the band is strongly encouraging all you fans, now that you're uh, listening to this show and going out and uh, getting that music off the different uh, podcasts or uh, you know uh, streaming sites, to check the band out on Instagram. Instagram at yes underscore trespassing underscore music. Y'all, did I get that right? I'm not very technologically savvy. You hit the nail right on the head. Oh my gosh, even a blind squirrel. (laughs) 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 So talk about one of y'all or both, talk about uh, moving on. Man, that song kind of fell out of, like it was, it came together really fast, honestly. Um, Jonathan, our bass player, who who unfortunately can't be with us today, um, he is really the the mastermind behind a lot of the riffs in the EP and just the songs that we have got in our catalog that you guys haven't heard yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he'll just start playing something, and you know we'll kind of all add our own thing to it, and then it becomes a yes trespassing song. And that song is really um, as as far as the lyrics go, it's a, about like you know moving on from a relationship is uh, a stage in and of itself. Uh, like moving on I'm from moving those on. from those Angelica types, right? Yeah, it's the exact, it's a very tie-in or those, or for you ladies out there, the Angelo types. <laughs> yes. Thanks to Emma, um, I believe that was. No, that was Trey. Oh, that was Trey. All right, <laughs> that yeah, Trey. Him. I'll take that credit. All right, I love but, it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so like moving on, I, I have found is a stage. Like, right. even if you say you're moving on, that means that you're still, you haven't let go of something, of but course, moving folks. on from moving on uh-huh. is saying like, I'm completely done. I'm yeah. out. I'm not even moving on anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I have moved on. Wisdom, wise wisdom from, uh, you know, some young folks. I like that. I can relate to that. I think, I think who can't. So talk a little bit. I mean, you, we're in such, such turbulent waters, you know, uh, something is in the water, but in turbulent waters, as it relates to being in this industry, I mean, I guess, you know, probably all the, all musicians have faced their own turbulent waters, right? But I mean, it's such shifting sand, right? You know, with singles and with streaming and, you know, how'd you guys make a decision to do an EP? You know, you kind of talked about uh, versus an album versus just releasing singles. I mean, what's your thought process on that? Because it seems like it's really tough now. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. It is, I feel like the consumer's, um, including myself as a consumer of music, sure. our attention spans are, are constantly yeah. being <laughs> shortened. I believe you know, it's, it's less like, than a goldfish, the science is saying, which is pretty yeah, sad. Yeah. And so it's basically like, what is that? Okay, that's cool. What's next? Right, What's next? Right. Okay, I, I got that. That's a really cool thing. What's next? And so our idea was release a single mm-hmm. and then three weeks later, follow it up with a five song EP and then get in the studio again yeah. as quick as possible. So we're actually going to be in the studio in Birmingham uh, at Ole Elegante Studio with Les Newby. Uh, uh, we'll be in the studio Friday with him uh, recording a single uh, that we're going to release as a standalone single. And so it kind of does play into that yeah. attention span thing where like we're going to give you guys as much material as you yeah. can possibly consume and we're going to give it to you as quickly as we can yeah. but we also want to make sure that it's of the quality uh so we're actually you know we're going to spend all day on one single yeah. eight hours eight hours on one song and tracking mm. um to make sure that it's the best it can be sure um and then you know we've talked about whether to do an album or an ep next and and i'm of the i'm 
of the mind that, you know, I think it is the age of singles and EPs yeah, right now. Yeah. I'd love to do a full length record, but I honestly don't know if all of the songs would get the, the spotlight yeah, that they the deserve because people are- Just not know, buying like see, that. No, I know. Yeah, it's they want to walk sad. in the door, check it out and and move on to the next thing. It's really hard to go from TikToks to a full length. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that TikTok is, but at any rate- <laughs> me, me neither. All, all right, I good know for is you. what I've experienced from other people. Good for you, Emmett. Very sh- <laughs> so are you guys, it was, is it sacrilegious to be recording in Birmingham as opposed to Muscle Shoals? Or- well, that's the thing. I think, I think the really important part of Muscle Shoals, yes, there are great studios around here. And right. I grew up in them, obviously, right, like right. I, like I said, but right. it's, 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 you have to take the muscle shoal sound literally. Mm. Whereas it's it is a lot of the stuff happened in recording and that's awesome. But mm. it's also the atmosphere of the music is created here. Yeah. The music isn't created in the studio. It's just kind of put on a, a platform where you can hear it in the studio. Mm-hmm. We we wrote and created all of the music in Muscle Shoals. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where our sound is. Mm-hmm. We have just found a really great connection in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, and the guy knows our genre of music mm-hmm. really well. That's another thing about Muscle Shoals is that um, while there are great studios, it's very genre specific mm-hmm. a lot of the time where mm-hmm. you got to kind of do that 70s, 60s, funky, yeah. uh, you know, soul type stuff, um, grassroots kind of thing. Right, and right. that's just not us. We bring a little bit more grit to, yeah, a little edgier. The, yeah. to the table. And, yeah. and so we found a guy that really digs into that genre yeah. and knows it like the back of his hand. And so he's just the, the, the best fit that we found. I love and, it. And he does a great job. I think it helps us out to get everything ready here mm-hmm. and practice and write. Yeah. And then all of a sudden throw us out of our comfort zone yeah. a little bit, go down to Birmingham, sure. be somewhere different. And it's like, okay, now it's time yeah. to work. And is that where uh, When the Light is Gone was recorded there as well? Yes. Yeah, gotcha. We did the vocals here. And yeah. yeah. We did the vocals. All, all the instrumentals were at Old Elegance. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. We did the vocals at um, Wishbone Studio with Grant Walden, who, um, yeah, who is- Huge shouts. Oh, course. yeah. We Grant is man. one of our favorites around town. He's just such a good guy. I love it. Grant Walden. Go check so him out supportive. at Heartel Studios. Yeah. Um, he's just awesome. He, great. Great friend, great producer. Uh, he did help produce the the record, and um, yeah, all of the vocals were done at Hirtel Studios inside Wishbone Studios in Muscle Shoals. Nice, good for Grant. So I, I just watched a fascinating documentary. Rand, uh, Randy Bachman, uh, the brilliant guitarist from uh, Guess Who, and then Bachman Terminator Overdrive, and he he told it was he, so he's playing his music and then telling the story behind the music, much like what we're doing here, which I thought was kind of cool, and he was talking about how the guess who became became named. Now, I'm not going to go into that story because that's not, <laughs> not what this show's about. But talk about uh, the naming of uh, Yes Trespassing. How did that come about? Man, so uh, yeah, um, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. So we got together in, um, I think it was October of last year, and uh, started writing songs. We were like, all right, what should our name be? Yeah. And we were like, we, were just, we just drew blanks. We didn't know. We right, were like, right. oh, how about this? And it was like, no, this is too corny. That, yeah. that doesn't really make sense with us. We want to make sure it represents kind of our vibe and, right. and stuff. And, right. and one day I was walking in, in TVA, the, you know, the Tennessee Valley Authority, the nature trails mm-hmm. um, in town and, and just walking around and I came across this abandoned building and somebody had spray painted, <laughs> you know, graffiti, no trespassing. Yeah. on the bottom of the building. And I kind of looked at it for a second. I was like, 
What about yes trespassing? <laughs> like, like break all the rules. Right, do right, do what right, other right. people won't. Yeah. Go and you know, go just go and you know, do what you want. <laughs> have fun and kind of this rebellious thing. And, and what the crazy thing is is I, I brought that idea to the band. Um, I think that was like late November. So like a solid almost two months of us not being able to come up with a name. Yeah, name. I was like, what about yes trespassing? Like it's kind of edgy, <laughs> rebellious, all of this. And they were like, yeah, I mean that's a pretty cool name and. The funny thing is I took him to TVA after band practice one day to go on a hike yeah. and we walked past that building yeah. and somebody, I swear on my life, somebody had crossed out the no and spray painted yes uh, next to it. And so it fan? said yes, trespassing. Not, no, like, not, no, not one of you all. Fate. We just hadn't even fate. played a show at this point. Oh, like didn't have any God. music release, no shows. I so it was just some it. random person. And so it was just, it was fate. It was confirmation, you know? I, I, I get, you know, get the chills now. So, and I'm sure you all probably uh, too young to have listened to uh, Five Man Electrical Band's famous song, Sign, Sign, Everywhere is Sign, along those same lines, Trey, talking about uh, being a little rebellious. Well, I think we ought to tee up some trash funk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one gets funky. trespassing and you want to check the band out at instagram at yes underscore trespassing underscore music and uh, we're only playing a couple minutes of these songs so you all will go out and uh, buy this music stream the music buy it or something because uh, we don't want these cats to have to <laughs> follow in the footsteps of this greg allman quote where he said he didn't think uh, they would make any. He would make any money, enough money to pay rent playing music. 
That turned out to not be true, fortunately, and hope uh, the same is for y'all. Talk about that song. That's got to have. Uh, I, I I feel a Jonathan uh, Mackey heavy influence in the in the beginning for sure. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. was that was Most him and Dylan, our, our drummer Dylan. Yeah, a lot of the times Jonathan will just look at uh, at Dylan and be like, "Hey, play me something." And yeah. Dylan will start this thing, and then Jonathan will start, and then I'll come in, and Emmett will come in, or yeah. you know, Emmett will come in first with something really cool, and I'll kind of just follow him. But that was straight up just Emmett and jo- or, uh, Dylan and Jonathan just started jamming on this really nasty, funky thing, yeah. and I was like, "That's like we just all like we we love how it goes from like this." you know, kind of pulled back, funky thing, yeah. kind of quiet, and then slows down, but gets gritty and nasty. And so that's why it's called Trash Funk, because it goes from funky to just this trashy, yeah. nasty, gritty, just rock and roll thing, and then back into the funk, and then back into the rock and roll thing. It's just, it's it's a it's a fan favorite when we play live. Oh, I'm like sure. They, so they much, get really so into much it. Yeah, I'm sure. Live. Well, and listeners will have to go out and buy that, because they only got uh, to hear the very, very beginning. And it's a five-minute song, y'all. So uh, you want to oh, go yeah. buy it? It only gets nastier. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, we'll talk about the title. We're going to play the title track uh, to to uh, finish out the EP. But talk about uh, when the light is gone and the significance of that. That uh, you know that title, and and then we'll cue up the track here in just a minute or two. Um, so Jonathan again came to the, and this is the strange thing for me is that, you know, I've, I've been in a couple, a couple bands and I've written my fair share of songs. And a lot of the times it is, uh, I've kind of been the guy to write the riff and write the lyrics yeah. and put it all together. But with this band, like it's, it's a lot more collaborative, especially mm. Jonathan. Jonathan brings so much yeah. to the writing process. And, and that was him. And a lot of the lyrics were, were him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had the idea for the, the opening bass part that you'll hear. It's mm-hmm. really atmospheric and, and really moody. Um, and then also um, the chorus, it says, the pain may come when the light is gone, mm. the cold will pass when our time is done. Uh, and it, it's just a really introspective and, and deep song, deeper than than the other ones even. Yeah. Um, just about like a, a lot of the times in, in songwriting, when you're talking about, you know, your life, it's you're either in a summer phase or a winter phase yeah. where summer is everything's, you know, everything's great. Rosy, I'm groovy, the best, yeah. rock and roll, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's Aquarius. Hot, you know, win, yeah. <laughs> windows down right. or, or it's the winter where right. everything's going wrong and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can't see a way out. Uh, but when the light is gone, it's kind of about the springtime. It's mm-hmm. kind of the in-between, you know, you're, you're trying to figure yourself out. You're, you know, as the bridge says, you know, I'm trying to reach myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, I'm, I'm breathing in peace, exhaling what's left. Uh, it's just about, you know, wanting to to leave behind the winter and, mm-hmm. and really embrace the warmth of the sun and, and, you know, kind of, you know, come into yourself. So how'd you all uh, pick of those uh, five songs, the title track? Um, what, what drove that? Honestly, I think it was kind of a joint decision yeah. we were kind of just like you know nothing really fit like i don't we didn't want to call it the angelica ep yeah. didn't want to <laughs> seem like yeah. the most the most broad right right sort of spectrum as far as meaning and depth to a song it sort of was all encompassing of all the songs on there especially that one line when the light is gone i love it yeah and it just became the title 
So I got, uh, you know, you, uh, Trey, you and Emmett together at uh, Florence Academy. So then how did John, how'd y'all or the, the connection with Jonathan and Dylan, how did that come about? Talk a little bit about that again before we queue up this uh, title track. Yeah. So uh, actually, not only did, did Emmett and I uh, kind of learn our the ropes through the, the fine arts at Florence, but uh, Jonathan came into it as well. Ah, I think it was okay. his... Uh, his sophomore, I think it was his junior year that he came from uh, from Collinwood, Tennessee, okay, and uh, and came to Florence. His whole family and and got to be a part of that. And he was already a killer bass player mm-hmm. and and fit in really well with the rest of us. And and uh, we actually, um, me and Emmett and Jonathan go back as far as that pretty much. Mm. As soon as Jonathan kind of joined, we all kind of connected and and stuff and played on stuff at the high school together here and there. And, and Trey, if I, if I have this right, he was the bass player on I'd Rather Go Blind off the Something in the Water with Kaz Hawkins doing vocals. Was that right? I would not be surprised yeah. if that Sounds were true. right. Yeah. But we don't know. Well, I've got it. I've um, got the sheet. So that I, I would. Oh, <laughs> if, it's, if it says be, that on there, yeah, then yeah. I was being a little disingenuous because I. <laughs> <laughs> if no, the no if worries. the bass player sounds really good, it's Jonathan. It's Jonathan. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> cool. We we had never seen anybody that could play like John. Yeah. He, that was our age. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he came to school. So an He's old soul. Amazed. Yeah. yeah. Old oh soul. yeah, an old soul, and just like. Uh, an old soul with a fresh take. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, oh, yeah. right. Especially around here, you know, playing the, the genre of music we do, like yeah. there is not a bass player in this town or the surrounding area that I would rather play with I than Jonathan. It. Or yeah. that could really get close to what you Oh yeah. Know. What you Jonathan, I'm telling you, Jonathan, like when I say I'm the worst player in the band, that's not that's not <laughs> you're not being not disingenuous, like being, huh? We, yeah. We're all fighting for that spot. <laughs> and that's the thing, like it's everybody everybody steps up to the yeah, plate and just it. knocks out of the part. And it's just something I'm, re- I'm really proud to be in a group with these guys yeah. because they genuinely are so freaking good. That's so awesome. good. Well, let's, uh, let's tee up, if we could, Waheed, When the Light is Gone, the final track, but the title track on the uh, EP.
Conversation with Trey Nichols, lead vocals and guitarist, and Emmett Redding, guitarist and vocals from the band Yes Trespassing, out of Muscle Shoals. That was the title track, is the title track, When the Light is Gone, off their debut EP released uh, July 3rd. So we've talked about that track, y'all, and you've touched on it a little bit. I heard the word collaborative and a lot of, um, you know, working together, but talk about your creative process, if you would, each one, as it relates to, you know, who does a lot of the lyrics, who does some of the the riffs, et cetera. As I touched on a little bit earlier, um, you know, I'll bring a riff to the, to the table here and there. And, um, you know, I'll add some, some riffs here and there in the songwriting process. But um, a lot of the times Jonathan just starts starts going nuts on the bass and, and just starts playing this really cool thing that we can't get out of our head. And so we play it for, you know, 20, 30 minutes straight. But yeah, so Jonathan starts it off really. And, um, and you know, me and Emmett kind of figure out what we're going to do in the process. Um, and sorry, go ahead, Emmett. It's, it's usually a kind of Jonathan and Dylan bass and drums being the core interesting come yeah. up come up with the idea for okay. something yeah and then Trey will be the icing on the cake mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the vocals and like some really interesting kind of um guitar parts mm-hmm. and then I just sort of like to fill up the space and do whatever else ah. is needed and from the lesson you learned but with it, it, Kaz just filling it up very uh sparingly it sounds yeah, like <laughs> definitely I and, it, and it. it changes from song to song right, and we we right. try not to be too uh you know we don't want to let things stagnate and yeah. do it the same every time we don't want to stick with a formula right that that is usually what happens right john is a very creative very yeah. different kind of bass player and dylan is just a beastly drummer oh yeah like every every song, it's hard not to come up with a good riff when you're playing with a drummer like Dylan. Oh my gosh, yeah, seriously, I've I've played with my fair share of drummers, and mm-hmm. and I mean drummers that are twice Dylan's age, and he is just right up there with him as oh, far man. as his his level of ability and just natural instinct of where to go next. Like he's he just so he just knocks it out of the park every time. And how and how did Dylan then? I got the three y'all at the Florence Academy, but and then. Dylan came into the equation, into the band. What was the connection there? So I met Dylan. It's it's again just like the name, like it's totally fate. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I I got asked to play a gig, just a like a forty five minute set, a short set. Mm-hmm. This guy was playing somewhere in town, and he was supposed to play for three hours, and he only felt like playing for two. Mm-hmm. So he asked me to play for forty five minutes, and then a fifteen minute break, and then he'd go on. Um, and so I was there playing, really short set out of nowhere, picked mm-hmm. it up a couple of days before. And I, I see this guy walk in and he's got, I don't recognize him and he looks like a musician. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's got long hair. He's yeah. got a band t-shirt on, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I finished and he, he was listening intently and, and everything being engaged. And when I finished up, he came up to me and I was like, Hey man, would you, you know, want to go outside and talk about some, some music opportunities? I was like, sure, dude, I'd love to. And so we stepped outside and, and kind of just 
talked about our backstories and music mm-hmm. and and uh, played each other some music that we'd worked on and and shared some of our favorite bands and mm-hmm. and then he was like you know hey man my apartment's right over here you know if you want to jam for a second and so we went and he you know kind of I I say auditioned very lightly because he wasn't trying to impress me at all. He was just showing me what he could do. And from then on, I was like, he played for me and I was like, dude, I know a bass player. Mm -hmm. Let's jam next Mm -hmm. week. And so we got together and Emmett kind of came into the equation a little bit later, just because we started out as a three piece. And Mm -hmm. uh, eventually we we were like, you know what, we've we've got some holes that need to be filled. And and, uh, we almost, you know, all uh, unanimously said, dude, Emmett's the guy. Like we Um, all kind of agreed. Um, but, but yeah, Dylan is, is the only person that, you know, I didn't know already yeah, and he just kind of came, came the into the equation fit together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've, te- you've teed it up and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give you guys a little bit of time to think about this. Cause I told, uh, Trey that I wouldn't do any gotcha questions and this really isn't a gotcha question, but I think you may need a little time to formulate it. So you're the manager and you can pick any three musicians alive or dead to create your ideal three-piece band. So just mull that over while we queue up uh, something special I wanted, wanted to, to, uh, to round out the show with. This is a song, uh, Long Way Down. This comes off of the Florence Academy of Fine Arts release, Something in the Water. And this has uh, some special significance to uh, Trey, which we'll talk about when we come back. And the fellas have come up with their uh, ideal three-piece band. Again, musicians either alive or dead uh, that you want to put together. So, Wahid, if we could, tee up a long way down. Again, we're departing now off of Yes Trespassing, but wanted to throw a little something into the mix here from uh, Something in the Water, uh, Florence Academy of Fine Arts release, which you definitely want to go out and get. Girl, we both know 
Yeah, so uh, we uh, we are coming to a decision on the on the three piece band. <laughs> I, my my input, I'll I'll let I'll let Emmett take. There's a lot the, of debate going on. Well, yeah. no, you can have you each yeah, have we, your own. You can each have we, your own. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh I no, no. Oh, no let's, okay, stick with the plan. With the plan. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Well, I didn't uh, explain that well enough. That's, that's just fine. Oh, no, it's fine. But yeah, I guess we'll collaborate. Yeah. Um. So for me, I'm just gonna pick the the front man, and I'll let him take care of the rhythm section. I'm gonna go with Chris Cornell from okay. Soundgarden yeah. and Audio Slave, who uh, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Oh, but man. he has, if you if you you know, don't know much about Chris Cornell, please go look yeah. up uh, Soundgarden and, yeah. and Audio Slave. He had one of the most incredible voices that came out of the 90s rock scene in Seattle. I yeah. mean, he just was un, unmatched, I but uh, I'll let Emmett take over for the other two. Very cool. So for drums, it's pretty, it was pretty easy pick for me. Definitely going to be Ginger Baker. Ah, wow. Um, Old school. I like that. Emmett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then on bass, it'll be a little, also old school, but from a new era will be O'Teal Burbridge. Oh, yeah. Trucks band. Yeah, of course. I love it. Very solid. Yeah. Solid and, bass player. And I, I believe he did some work with the Almond Bros. up with Chris Cornell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Love it. Very cool. And then uh, I guess wrap it up, Trey, if you would, with uh, talking about Long Way Down and the connection with your dad and et cetera. Yeah, so uh, my dad was in uh, the Grammy-winning uh, bluegrass band, The Steel Drivers, and, mm-hmm. and they, that song is off of their Grammy-winning album, yeah. uh, the Muscle Shoals recordings, recorded yeah. here in, you, you know, you can guess, Muscle Shoals. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> be funny if they recorded that in Birmingham. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I was going to say that, and I said, no, that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but but yeah, um, I I just loved that song, and when yeah. it came time for for us to really put the the album something in the water together, I was like, you know what? Why don't we do a Steel Driver song? Yeah, and so that's me that's me singing over the original recording that has the Steel Drivers on it. So it was kind of like you know singing with my dad's band. It was really cool. And then your dad um, was. Uh, doing guitars for that, right? Doing some guitar work on that. Oh yeah, song? dad was on guitar yeah. with that as well. I love it. Very cool. Yeah. Well, this has been a gas, guys. And I just, I think maybe we have a minute or two left. Just talk about it. You touched on a little bit of uh, future projects. Sounds like uh, new work, new uh, stuff coming out out of Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. We're going back into the studio in two days to Beautiful. record a, a single that you guys will hear very soon. Love um, it. We're monumentally excited about it Good. because we recorded the, we recorded all in all, we recorded the entire EP in about 
I'd say 12 or 13 hours total, yeah. like counting instruments and vocals. But the, the main chunk of that was about, you know, seven hours in mm. the studio in Birmingham recording all the instruments. Um, and we're just really excited to be able to, instead of, you know, having to worry about recording five songs mm-hmm. in, in seven hours, mm-hmm. being able to spend seven or eight hours on one song and getting it just absolutely perfect. Um, and we're it. just, it's going to be more refined, but still, you know, gritty. Yeah. Um, to stay true to our genre. I love um, it. And, you know, we're just really excited about about going to the studio and recording more. And uh, we've got some more shows coming up in the near future. I'll let Emmett talk about that a little bit. So, yeah, we're playing the Alabama Music Hall of Fame uh, on the 31st. Great. And we're just closing out a show for Hunter Jackson, kind of playing one song. Yeah. But we're going to let loose, kind of just tear down the house and do that. And then coming up, August 6th, we're playing First Fridays, which is a local festival in Florence. Yeah. We've always kind of had that on our radar. And then that same night, we're going to Ivy Manor at the Shoals, which is a pretty pretty cool recording studio here in a very old mansion in Sheffield. I love and it. It's going to be the first time they've ever put on live music there. So oh, wow. Really cool. And you guys are the, the, the debut. Yeah, and Very we're having cool. a band from Birmingham that I'm a huge fan of called the Burning Peppermints. They're coming up here to open Very for nice. us. We're, we are so pumped for that. I love those it. Guys are just incredible. And, and fans can find all trade. that information if they if they haven't written it down. Instagram yep. at yes underscore trespassing underscore music. Well, it's just been a gas. The music is killer, mind blowing, as uh, you all say in your in your write up and. Uh, Totally dig it and would love to have you all come back on and we'll get Jonathan and Dylan uh, to uh, chat next time. That'd be for great. Sure. Yeah, yeah thank it's you been guys. it's been a blast. Thanks for having us. It's been a fun conversation. Totally cool. We are out of here. Ride the vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ.